American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It is time for your Wrestling Inc. AEW Dynamite post-podcast with your Wednesday trios champ. I am Justin Lamar, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, alongside referee extraordinaire for 20-plus years north of the border in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He is the one, the only, the Greek god, Mr. Jimmy Corderas. And down south on the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, she is our demon diva isa boys and girls how are we doing tonight isa how was your watch along oh it was great i'm a little trash so this is gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer right up front jimmy how are you this evening uh you know what i'm okay i'm doing well uh, it was a warm one up here north of the border and uh got a little heated tonight on tv and we'll talk about that yeah uh tonight's tv is definitely conversations to be had and I mean that in some of the best ways possible and in some of the most, uh, I mean, I think I lost a little bit of hair that I had left on the side because I was scratching very hard. But we'll get to oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll get to it. Fasten into your seats, podcast listeners. We will get to it. Uh, let's start with some news. Uh, this first, this first, we'll do the one, one piece of WWE news first and then everything else will be AEW from here on out. Uh, I'm about to read the story. This is going to be the fourth time 
that I've read this story today since it came out on Wrestling Inc. And I, I'm going to try to just summarize this because I feel like if I try to read too much, it's I, I'm just going to confuse all of you. It is a bizarre story. Uh, in fact, bizarre is in the headline. The headline is Vince McMahon and WWE reportedly facing bizarre lawsuit from familiar foe. Okay. Basically, PW Insider is reporting that both McMahon and WWE have been hit with a lawsuit from someone named Dana W. Miley, who is alleging breach of contract against the promotion as well as a failure to reimburse a down payment of five point five thousand for a fan meetup with Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss's incorrectly name is misspelled in a lawsuit. Um, Miley is also accusing McMahon of breaching an agreement between the two sides, which Miley claims would have seen him become a WWE employee at a hefty seventy thousand per month salary per month. Per month. That's a um, lie. That's a lie. Oh, it gets weirder. The lawsuit, which was written by hand, wasn't even typed. Wait, people still actually like write? Apparently okay. Dana can. I've, 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 I've pretty much forgotten how. But anyway. Uh, it written by hand, has no defendants served at the time, further accuses McMahon and WWE of prejudice against uh, this person, Miley, after he was arrested in October of 2022 for attempted homicide and aggravated assault, Miley appears to claim that his phone and property were unlawfully seized during the arrest, while also alleging a conspiracy theory plot to obstruct and destroy any evidence supporting the facts that World Wrestling Entertainment employee Alexa Bliss email and text to to them. Uh, it, it's very, it's very, and then it goes it goes, it goes on to say this is the second time that Miley has filed a lawsuit against WWE. Previously sued them in 2019 alleging that he had signed a fair use contract for the rights to use the name DX and NWO back in 1995, years before either group existed. <laughs> that lawsuit would be dismissed. This this person sounds cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, I hate, I hate to say it, but uh, you know what? None of that makes any kind of sense, and I can't see any of this being um, accurate. Let's, I, let's be nice and say untrue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you, 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 you don't know. Issa, anything to add to that? I, I, I have nothing, LaVar. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, the whole thing is weird. Like it doesn't make scary. any sense, and I feel like WWE does all of their meet and greets are very, very well done, well executed. They they have a contract for every time a superstar goes somewhere. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that this person has a big shot of winning this loss. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, but, this... but him him coming up with the the, the uh, DX and the. NWO stuff that far ahead of time. Wow. Yeah, he came up with it and he was never paid. Right. According to him. Okay. Oh my God. So yeah, I don't think this is going to go too far in the, in the legal world, but it was almost like so bizarre you just kind of had to mention it. It was, you know, we're almost, it's like we'll give him the, we'll give him his 15 seconds of fame. Yeah, it, it's almost like you can see everybody's trying to take their shot, so to speak. You know, you know, it's this, this, you know, anti WWE sentiment. Look, I don't agree with everything they do on television. There's stuff I like that they do. There's stuff, you know, that's from a critique standpoint, but the way they do business is the way they do business. And to come up with stuff like this, because you're trying to capitalize on something, what it is, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, reason, I know. They've been on top of everything for so long. Like they don't, they don't do things wrong when it comes to their legal side right. of things. It's like, yeah, Vince might be laid up because he just came off a of spinal surgery, but his lawyers ain't. Correct. <laughs> his, law his lawyers can still read. Correct. 
Okay, so that was a uh, that was our entertaining bazaar uh, WWE store tonight. <laughs> Thanks for that, uh, Labard. Yeah, you know, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. Want to get us <laughs> off on a light note here? Um, and then here's a here's a headline. Uh, uh, Wardlow uh, not been seen on AEW TV since the debut of Collision, where he failed to defend his TNT Championship. Uh, and during appearance at Terrificon, he opened up about the impact that has had on him. He says, "Quote: So I've been off TV for almost a couple of months, and I've been very depressed. Wrestling is my everything. It makes me happy." Um, he, you know, he goes on to say it was a rough st- start for me on Collision. I do not know when I'll be back. Hopefully soon. Uh, and he uh, later had said, well, while getting a good laugh out of the uh, crowd there, that he claimed he could beat the shit out of CM Punk and MJF, <laughs> setting can. his sights high for when uh, he does return. And, and look, you know, we, uh, I even put in the note uh, in our script uh, to these guys that we would do the story if, or, you know, but if Orlo popped up on Dynamite tonight, there's no point. It kind of becomes irrelevant. But nowhere to be found on Dynamite, and I could have certainly used some Wardlow on Dynamite tonight. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. It, 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 you talk about missed opportunities. We, we we've talked about this how many times about Wardlow. Here was a guy who was you know set up as a guy who could print money for this company, and just the, the ball had been dropped. I don't know how many times for for this guy, and now you're not even using him. Uh, if I were him, I'd be depressed too or disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll wait and see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Issa, I mean, I, again, I don't know what, uh, I mean, you got two shows now. You got Dynamite, you got Collision. Um, I... I mean, there's no reason to have a guy that looks like Warlow off TV, but if you don't have anything for him, I don't know. The whole thing to me is just sad, and I don't blame him for feeling this way. I mean, this is up to a point, because if I'm not mistaken, they, they did pin NJF in the tag team title match. But up until that point, Warlow was the last person to pin NJF. And ever since all the drama that went on, Double or Nothing, where all the attention was taken off of Warlow and putting into MJF, Warlow has not felt the same. And it's a shame. I am a big advocate for big meaty men slapping meat. We all know Warlow is the kind of guy that I kind of root for. It's sad. It's sad for me that this whole thing is happening. And you, you want to know something? I... Who, who is the TNT champ? I don't know. <laughs> Has this person been like highly featured in AWTV after beating mm. Warlow? No, they they buried this thing. I For, I, I get it. First collision, did he lost. Did he lose it to Hobbs? It did, wasn't he to the to the Jurassic Park dude? Um, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it was to, to, Yeah, 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 Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's your go-to. <laughs> It is. Wow. <laughs> I no, have nicknames for everybody. <laughs> See, it's, it's tough when you don't do a podcast right after the show because that's what that's how I log a lot of my memory. Um, it is. It was Luciosaurus. I believe he is the new TNT champ. And what have we done with him after Warlong? Absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's a it, it certainly is baffling uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, to say the he shouldn't never let them cut his hair. You're right. Jurassic Park. Uh, that's funny. All right. Uh, let's jump into Dynamite here. Coming to you from Columbus, Ohio, Nationwide Arena. And we start with all of the JAS, except for Chris Jericho in the ring. They all mean business. are all dressed in black, and they call Jericho to the ring. And one by one, Daniel Garcia starts. He says he turned his back on everybody and everything and shows Chris Jericho. Well, now he's done. He walks out. Jake Hager says he's known Jericho the longest of anybody. And... Uh, uh, and, and Jericho doesn't appreciate, or and, and, and Hager does not appreciate 
Chris Jericho anymore. Uh, Chris Jericho says to uh, Anna Jay and to Ty Conti about how their careers have been elevated because of their association with him. Ty claps back and says that she will have a baby and that she'll come back next year and win titles without Chris Jericho. <laughs> Anna Jay said that she learned to be selfish from the best, and now she's going to be selfish and go try to win a title while not appreciating him. The both ladies walk off. Uh, cool Hand Angela Parker gave everything. What have you given me, Chris Jericho? He walks off. Daddy Max as Chris Jericho was his childhood hero, brought him to AEW. Last 18 months were a dream, but now he knows why Eddie Kingston and Kevin Steen hate Chris Jericho's guts and Sammy Guevara's last. Sammy smacks the mic away from Jericho, uh, says he go, he went from fighting for the world title to fighting Chris Jericho's battles. Sammy says, work on your stuff and maybe I'll be there for you. And he exits out of the crowd. Everybody leaving Jericho. And then we get a backstage segment back from commercial where Don Callis comes up, gives his uh sincere apologies uh sorry if i had anything to do with all this uh and jericho is going to make an announcement next week in regards to is he going to join the don Callis family so a lot to unpack there but mm-hmm. bottom line is uh for the first time uh i think ever in the history of aew at least for the next seven days jimmy corderas chris jericho uh technically is a island on his own yes pretty much so and you know what to be honest with you i didn't mind the way this took place uh, starting off the show this way is my only question. Yes, you want to start off hot with something that gets people invested and interested. But what you did was you got people interested in what's going on. And instead of playing out the story throughout the show and telling that story, you, you did it all in the opening segment fairly quickly, too. And then you're making everybody wait till next week. And you did this at the beginning of the show where you're going to have an entire show to forget all about it. If you know yeah. what I mean, I Go just didn't, I didn't like the People place. People should forget about it, Jimmy. But I didn't like the placement. Maybe you know, ah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up, Isa. Go ahead. Isa is uh, is Jericho just uh, is he stringing Don Callis along? I I don't know what's going on, but this was a silly way to open the show. Uh, this nobody cares. And these JAS people just talking about all of these things. It's like, did you not know that about Jericho before you joined him? I thought we were all in agreement here that we knew what kind of Jericho, like what kind of person Jericho is. And we still agree to be the appreciation society, right? Because even with the inner circle, Jericho has been this person. So it's just weird that now, because Don Callis is involved, they all want to walk away. And I'm sorry, maybe I'm just looking at it from a different perspective, but it's like, no, none of you are going to get any bigger than what you did with Jericho. Like, that's what I believe right now as as they walk away from Jericho. I'm sitting here thinking, like, maybe you shouldn't walk away from Jericho. It was too long. It was too... I couldn't wait for them to get to... Excuse me. I couldn't wait for them to get to Sammy Guevara. That was the only person that I cared to see what he had to say because he's been with Jericho, not just through JAS, but also through the inner circle. He was wearing his inner circle jacket, and I think there is something to that. But before we got to Sammy Guevara, I didn't care, nor did I believe these people are going to go on to do bigger, better things because they're no longer with Jericho. I didn't believe any of this. I'm sorry. It was a weird way to open the show. So some people in the chat, uh, Deadpool Party, Christopher, they're suggesting that maybe this is put up front like it was, and this was done, that maybe it's actually one big thing that Jericho and the JS are playing callous. It was a collective kind of uh, way. I and mean, Jericho did say he's holding off till till next week to, to, to make this announcement with Don. So, um, I, I mean, that, that would be an interesting, I guess. I mean, all, I mean, there was no physicality. It was all just sticks and stones, break my bones, words will never hurt me type stuff in the ring. So 
I feel uh, like it would take a creative thing for what people are speculating it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I, I, I'll shut up. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, it, it, it was it was one of the more unique ways I've ever seen Dynamite open. They they, they don't. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was the way the segment ended. It just kind of just. Did it, did it did it almost make you wish for uh, oh, Orange Cassidy to open the show again? No, no. Okay, Jimmy, sure. Let's not get carried away. Okay. I don't know. Now that you say that, maybe I would have taken an Orange Cassidy match over this. It was weird. Maybe you maybe you wanted Wardlow to jump the barricade and just kill everybody, power bomb everybody. I, I, will I would have yeah. and, and challenge and, and just challenge and just challenge Chris Jericho and say enough of it. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll uh, tune in next week to see uh, where this is going yes. um, with uh, Jericho, Callis, and company. Uh, we get uh, for the first time ever on free TV the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Brothers, the Hardy Boys. It's always so funny for me to say boys about mm-hmm. them. Uh, at one point, uh, Bucks paying homage here to tag team. They hit the 3D. I'm sure uh, old, old Bully on uh, Busted Open will have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, though, the BTE trigger, they put it on Matt, and the Young Bucks get the victory and then call out FTR. Uh, FTR, of course, called out them last week, and uh, it is official after the face-off that it'll be the Bucks versus FTR, their third matchup, the rubber match uh, at All-In at Wembley Stadium. Uh, Jimmy, uh, your thoughts on the Bucks and Hardys, and then uh, surprise that we're going to have Bucks and FTR uh, for the Wembley show. You know, it was it, I was fine with the Bucks and Hardys. It, it was kind of what I expected. There were little things during the match, of course, involving the referee that kind of made me go hmm again, especially when that double pin combination. Some uh, I forget who it was had them in the, the uh, uh, what's the the what's the crucifix cover, and then Jeff. Uh, yeah. sat on him. So they were both technically covering the guy and the referee started counting instead of saying, Hey, what's going on here? One of you have to get out. You know, it was little things like that, that make me go, come on, there's, you got to pay attention to some rules at least. Anyways, I get that a lot in it's happening a lot lately where they say, well, referee's discretion is letting some stuff go. Come on. You know, it just, it, it, it took me out for a minute. You know what I mean? Maybe because of being a former striped shirt myself, that's, you know, stuff I look at. But at the same time, uh, it was pretty much what I expected. You know. Yeah, Issa, uh, certainly not the greatest Bucks versus Hardys match, if, if you've seen any of the other ones they've done in previous years. And obviously the, the story is just to get to the Bucks and the post-match stuff with FTR. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Obviously the Hardys are a few years older than they were last time. Uh, you know, don't we saw, say. You know, last time you saw them versus the Bucks. So it was what it was for this this TV match was given whatever time it was given. Uh, but are, are, do you get up for for FTR versus the first the Bucks? I mean, that's the biggest. You're gonna have the Young Bucks on the show, right? That's the biggest Young Bucks match you could probably give in in the company right now, right? Maybe I uh, before I get to the Young Bucks and FTR, I did think this is the best that the Hardys have looked in the past few months. I think the Young Bucks helped, but I, I I thought this was a really good match for for Jeff and Matt. I thought they looked great. Um, as far as FDR and the Young Bucks go. The thing that I have, if you look at the matches that have been set for All In so far, these are all rematches. But the thing that I that, that they have going for themselves is that these are rematches between people that kind of have a ship on their shoulders, and you know they're gonna try to go out there and outdo whatever it is that they did last time. And especially when it comes to FDR and the Young Bucks, I feel like they have that ship on their shoulder that's gonna say. We got to go out there and outdo our last two matches, right? So I'm excited for All In. And it's like, hey, listen, I thought SummerSlam was a fun show. And it was full of rematches as well. There was only a couple, a handful of maybe two, three 
fresh matches. Everything else was rematches on SummerSlam, and I thought it was a good show. I think that All In is going to be that way as well, but it is, as of right now, being booked by only rematches. So I really want to see what these guys can do to make this show feel different from what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will touch more on the more of the All In card uh, here in a little bit on the show. Um but yeah, but so then Buck- it was a, it was it felt like a I don't know I don't know how you feel about this Labar but it felt like a WrestleMania sign point, FDR uh, all in and they were like yes we're on and that was it, it you could you might as well point it at a sign yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then later on when they made another all in match they actually did do the whole point to the sign. Yes, they <laughs> yes, did. They did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anybody who knows me knows when it comes to Mania season. I'm, I uh, listen. I it has become a uh, a uh, uh, thread. A tradition of mine to ask all of the WWE superstars to give me their best sign point. It's, it's, it's one of my interviewing questions during Royal Rumble weekend. It's my favorite thing to ask, so I, I am a sucker for the sign point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, 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 have, if you go to my YouTube channel, NYC Dimandiva, she plugged, there is a video of me, like just a compilation of me asking WWE superstars to show me their best sign point. Tremendous. tremendous oh yeah <laughs> watching judging point to the sign yes. point to the sign look at the baby look at the baby point to the sign yeah uh, last this last year bianca belair has my favorite but i feel like she won a royal rumble like she had that experience under her belt like you know so yeah. some people get you know there's go go look it up in my youtube channel fun times yeah hey look vince loves marketing Mm-hmm. It's a marketing tool. We got to point to the sign. <laughs> you have to. It, it's like I, I, I like. I don't know how you feel about it, but I look forward to the Rumble just because it's the first show that you see the WrestleMania sign. Like mm-hmm. it really is a thing. As silly mm-hmm. as it sounds, it's a yeah. thing for us wrestling fans. I, I call it sign point this season, and I look forward yeah. to it every year. Well, it's a kickoff to WrestleMania, so correct. So yeah, that, that's that's the sense. beginning of our playoffs, Jimmy. Like you get mm-hmm. it. Like you yeah. were probably standing there as people pointed at the freaking sign, and, and I don't know. Reminding, I mean, the reminding talent sometimes. Sorry, we, we, you know that somebody says, "Tell them to point to the sign." Point on the focus. but it's true and that's like i've been doing um i've been covering wrestling as part of media knock on wood for three years now and i always ask let me see your best sign point and it's fun to see like some people really haven't rehearsed they have a whole thing and some people just a quiet sign point i respect that as well if you ask Jimmy the point, he's going to wind up like he's getting ready to throw a wrestler and eject him out. He's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, let me see your best sign. Oh, right, there man. it is. <laughs> hey, you, me. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. I see, this is, where, this is where you need to be watching the video version of the podcast, everybody. Yes, My exactly. favorite thing was when I had the opportunity to ask AJ Styles about the sign point. And he said to me, he's like, I don't know why they make us point at it. It's a huge sign. And I was like, come on, AJ, it's tradition. <laughs> it was a little too real with the question, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, that motion of how you point to the sign, maybe it's how you, maybe it's maybe it's close to the motion of how you throw a dodgeball. Because we see oh last God, week, no. Adam Cole and MJF, after they had uh, signed their contract to go to all in for a t- world title match, they decided to go out on a night on the town to celebrate. MJF wanted to hit the bar and look for some women, but uh, Adam Cole decided let's go to a trampoline park. Uh, he's, having, he's having fun on the trampoline park, and uh, MJF starts 
beaming some little kids with a dodgeball. Not the I last love that part. <laughs> not the oh. last we're going to see of these two. But real quick, uh, just comments on uh, on on. I mean, what I think is becoming the highlight of Dynamite is is what what did, what what adventures that MJF and Adam Cole get into. Uh, Issa, you enjoyed it. I did, um, especially when MJF was beating kids up. Like, I, I'm sorry, I like that part. <laughs> um, I, I, for a second there, I was like, why are we making Adam Cole look like a giant, like a man child, right? Like, oh, we're gonna go to this trampoline park. Um, I'm on MJF's team. I'm, I'm more of a let's go to a bar and have some drinks. But um, once they they got into the dodgeball and the little girl saying, "Why are you grown men in this trampoline park?" Like, I thought this worked, and it's working. Look at the ratings and look at what the numbers do when MJF and Adam Cole are on the screen. The numbers raise. Numbers don't lie. So it makes me wonder, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it makes me wonder, like, do we keep them together for a little while longer just because it's working? Like, I don't know what the end game was with this, but I feel like it should be reconsidered just based on how the fans are reacting to it and the numbers that it's doing. Yeah, Jimmy, we'll get we'll get back to Adam Cole and Jeff in a few minutes uh, on, on where we're going. But just on the segment, any any thoughts to the inner the, the this was certainly some of the entertainment and sports entertainment. That's absolutely what it was, and that's what people like you said. The numbers don't lie. People love this stuff, and they find it entertaining. Yes, and as I got to get one in there at every podcast. Yes, they get they pop for the four fifty twisting burning four fifty hammer phoenix splash, but at the same time they get invested in the characters and they backed into gold with this one. If this was, uh, I, I can't say that they were actually hoping that this would be where this was leading, but what they've stumbled into is something special right now between these two and the fans have really, really gravitated towards this and they need to um, prolong this as long as possible. Yes. They have the match set up at, uh, at Wembley, but at the same time, there's ways around things. Uh, Terry Allen jr. Dropping in with a super chat. Thank you, Terry saying AEW needs women for creative team. Eventually uh, no sunny kiss with very extended absence. We all care for women's wrestling and Tony, Needs to care. Well, the women were in the main event tonight. We'll, we'll get to that. Did it matter? We will get to that. Yes. We will get to it. All right. Uh, coming back to the arena, we got the FTW champion, Jack Perry, and it's FTW rules, which anything goes, uh, up against Rob Van Dam. Um, Rob Van Dam looks great. He does look great. Uh, if you want, uh, if you want a spot to go back and watch, if you missed Dynamite, Go to the spot of where RVD does a classic. He uh, he drapes Jack Perry's st- uh, stomach first uh, across the guardrail, and then goes up to the apron to do his spinning heel kick. And he came down and just leveled Jack Perry. Uh, I, I'm glad. I'm hope Jack Perry's okay because his head just railroad spiked into the ground. Oh. Um, the intensity that RVD came off of that. I don't know. You know, uh, quite quite the spot to see. Um, mm-hmm. At one point. Uh, they're doing the uh, throwing of the chair, very classic ECW uh, Sabu kind of uh, move. And uh, uh, the ref takes the chair to the face, a ref bump down. Don't often see ref bumps like this in AEW, but the ref is now down. RVD hits his five-star frog splash, but of course nobody there to count. Eventually, Aubrey, uh, the second ref comes out, Aubrey, and she slides in, but is too late. And then as she and RVD are going back and forth, uh, RVD gets uh, catapulted into the chair, wedged in the corner, and then beaten by the roll-up, Jack Perry retains his FTW title with the final shot being him 
laying on the ramp, uh, obviously having just escaped, hold, clutching that title, and the title's creator, Taz, on commentary, really getting hot uh, and want, wanting to put an end to all this. Uh, Issa, I have a f- thoughts on the match, and uh, uh, is this, is this storyline helping Jack Perry, in your opinion? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't get to watch last week because it was travel day for me. So, um, and I haven't been on social media as much as I used to. So it was like, if you didn't watch last week, you'd be like, what is RVD doing here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I felt a little lost for a second, but I thought he looked the same, like face wise. I was like, wow, he's um, aged gratefully. Please. Um, sorry. He's saying, he's saying My, RVD. That's what he's saying. Yeah he's, yeah. he's definitely running for RVD. I thought RVD looked great in this match. Um, I don't know if we're going to continue with the ECW because I don't know like what ECW stars can still go. Is that what we're going to do with Jack jungle boy to man? Like, I'm not sure, but, um, um, are we not going to talk about how Jack jungle boy to man pants didn't fit right? Because that's all I could focus on. Those oh, pants were too big on him. I didn't notice. Oh. oh, you didn't notice? Like one bad move, and he could have pulled those pants right off of him. I, 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 now, now I have to creepily go back and yeah. watch for Jack Perry's pants. <laughs> exactly. uh, Jimmy, are there more ECW uh, names to come? I, I believe there is. It's, it's slowly working your way up. It's unfortunate that Taz, you know, due to health concerns with certain injuries that he's had over the years, he can't compete because that would be the perfect person to to get in the ring with but uh, no go ahead you 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 said well no just to that point I, I agree he wouldn't have a match but i i do think there would be a scenario that if there are a few more ecw guys that they could that could do matches mm-hmm. that again jack perry somehow you know tries to escape whatever and even trying to backpedal taz is healthy enough he could apply a taz mission to right. jack and that would at least be something to kind of you know Mm-hmm. So I, I think I mean I think kind of that's maybe the final finale of what it would be. Uh, not 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 Taz in a match, but Taz just coming ringside and oh no, you're not running away. And to, to jump over something I was going to say though, that would work perfectly when Hook is the one who comes back to relieve uh, uh, Jack Perry of the FTW Championship. But as far as other ECW towns, of course there are. There's guys like Dreamer out there. There's guys that are still working. There are guys like Bully uh, who are out still out there. So there's a few guys to work through. That are name enough, and you talk about you know busted open bullies got a big platform to get this match over with, and maybe draw more of an audience because that's the one thing that I want to see AEW do is not just put shows on, but attract a larger audience and gain some momentum and do good business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhino is another name we can add to that as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Who's out there? Who's in great health? Uh, relatively speaking for an ECW original. Yeah, I feel like that's the way that we're going, right? Like I was I was actually asking on my watch alone which ECW stars can still go because I feel like we might be seeing some yeah. people coming in to fight um, Jack Perry at this point because that's the direction that it feels like we're going in. Yeah, and uh, and again, they're, remember they have a show uh, later in September in Queens, and I mean that's that is a that is a backyard for 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 ECW fans. Uh, right. What is Queens, Labar? Mm. Huh? Uh, what is Queens? Queens, New York. Yeah. At the Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's literally right where Shitty Field is. So. Oh. I don't know. Mm. I forgot you don't acknowledge that borough. I don't. <laughs> You don't acknowledge, um, yeah. But I mean, I think that would tie right into the. I mean, you know, it, it's it's this next best thing besides ha- without having a show like in Philadelphia for. To, to but do you so. think they go back to Hook for Arthur Ashe? Legit question now. 
Where do you go for Arthur Ashe at this point? For mm-hmm. Arthur Ashe? No, I think... Let me, let's put it this way. If, if they are still going to go ECW route, we just named, like, I think the three that, that are the, the Dreamer, Bully, or Rhino. Those are the three right. highest profile names who are the three healthiest. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I think that, again, you know, Tommy's from Yonkers, New York. Uh, Bully, you know, is right there, you know, Dudleyville. It's, he's in New York City, you know, and, and, you know, well, Rhino's Detroit. But so I, I'm saying New York would be a very apropos kind of city. So I think right, there right. is There's I, one a lot of them. Of people that can pull up in New York. Yeah. Right. So that's that's what I think for Arthur Ashe is if, if, if they can extend, if, if yeah. they can extend this out. I mean, that's still what six weeks away. But right. Um, they have basically three huge shows back to back to back. Right. So. Uh, so we shall see. All right. Back to Adam Cole and MJF. They come out and they have their music mashup. Uh, they make their entrance together. MJF talks about how he loves the Midwest. MJF's uh, then then he thinks that Adam Cole wants to start a promo about promo battle. So MJF uh, throws out a few zingers on Adam Cole, but Adam Cole's like, no, no, that's not what I wanted to do here. Then Adam Cole begins to explain. Here's what he wants to do. They should be ta- they should be tag team champions, but not AEW tag team champions. Ring of Honor tag team champions. And he proceeds to tell us about how. The ROH and he names off some classic ROH tag teams. Proceeds to how ROH tag titles are the only titles in ROH that Adam Cole never won. So let's go and challenge for the ROH tag titles at Wembley because prior to All In, they're going to do an ROH Zero Hour event. To which MJF goes, "Wait, you want me to wrestle twice in a night?" <laughs> uh, but he gets MJF to come around. So then they make the challenge to Aussie Open, who is the ROH tag titles. And then as that Roderick Strong comes out, he's uh, you know jaded ex lover, very upset. MJF slams him verbally. He he goes off, uh, and then Adam Cole pushes MJF, frustrated with how he treated Roddy. Uh, but then they hug it out, and everything's okay. But the moral, or not the moral, but the summary of this entire thing is your main event at All In for the AEW World Title is going to appear earlier in the in the night technically a separate event it's going to be the ROH event but but appear earlier and t- and, and challenge for the tag titles Same. go ahead Isa. go ahead Isa. I have a, I have a lot more to say but I'm going to let you guys go first it's it's stupid it's dumb it's like oh look at this They're our biggest show ever and the main event you can watch them for free on the pre show what is that what is that there's a, an injury could happen to the most skilled person in the stupidest freaking way. And you're going to put him on the free show for the 200,000 people that tune in on YouTube. I- I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm not with it. I'm not. That that doesn't scream main event. You'll never catch Roman Reigns or anybody from the bloodline on a WWE pre-show. Jimmy? I, I don't know what more to add to that because, uh, like you said, it makes no sense. If you want to make the match feel important, it, it, it's like, hey, our match is kind of cool, but let's do this. And making that other thing feel uh, uh, as important, uh, at least trying to present it that way. And it's the ROH tag team titles. And the ROH. And, and again, it's not to disrespect ROH, but you're making them feel like they're on the same level as AEW. And AEW is supposed to be up here. It's dumb. You know what I'm saying? It, it just it makes no sense. And, and I didn't even think of the point that Issa brought up, which is a good point. You know, on the smallest little thing, injuries happen. We've seen it. And and why risk that, especially when you got a main event like this book for that 
huge yeah. they're they're going into this touting this could be the biggest wrestling show ever because of the tent all this stuff and yes the pre-show on the roh and it's like and, and i know that for those who are going to defend this they're going to say well duh like you know uh MJF's not going to show up, or or there's going to be a miscommunication, which is going to, uh, well, of course, but you don't need to ha- like, you don't need to have it happen on the night. I mean, I, on the night of, it's it's just it's it's, and then then there's other things. Uh, the injury is the most, the injury risk is the most important thing, mm-hmm. and then there's like the perception, but there's also like you're going to waste the the fir- the, the Wembley crowd's first sight and pop of each of those superstars. Everything about this is a bad idea. You're going to waste that pop of the first time they hear their music for ROH zero hour? They, 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 they literally, before they agreed to do this, before Adam Cole started talking and MJF was putting over how they were going to be the main event of this Wembley show, and then Adam Cole went on in this speech, and he's just like, oh, let's just challenge. It just it doesn't make any sense. It's like let's just be on the pre-show and main event. Like maybe to them it sounds like a big deal, but to me the whole thing just sounds like a bad idea and it's downplaying the main event. And I said it earlier, every match so far that we have confirmed is a rematch. And I don't I'm not complaining about that. SummerSlam was full of rematches and I feel like people are gonna try their best to outdo what they did last time, but it's just like the main event is also going to be on the pre-show. It's just terrible. It it's, ter- make any it's, sense. It's, it's, it's terrible perception. It's it absolutely ter- the optics are it, it's just stupid. It's a, yeah, I know it's, it's 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 a it's a this this is where the conflict of interest of the extra to- the extra toy of Ring of Honor is getting in the way. Thank you. Let me ask you something, because I said it when we were talking about the dodgeball segment, because I felt like it maybe the plan was to have these guys turn on each other, and because it's working, maybe they want to make it go on longer. Do you think that making them win the tag titles is what's going to hang them on to making them last longer? And if that's the case, I don't feel like that needs to be in the all-in card. That you doesn't need to happen, out. right. You have you know what? out, you Look, have like exactly, Arthur yes. Ashe. Like, exactly. There's a lot of shows coming up right after yes. that where you could do this at. Exactly. Let them. Mm-hmm. Let them. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know why. You know. Or, if you really want to have whatever debauchery is going to happen, that's going to, you know, get the the blood flowing between these two guys. Pop a number on Dynamite. Have it be. Have it be them on a tag team title match on Dynamite. Uh, the 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 Wednesday prior. You, you know, don't. Yeah. Why do? Why on the same venue, same night? It's just it yeah. doesn't. No, it doesn't make any logical sense. And I know people are going to try to defend it up and down. And and like you said, this is going to be the this is going to be where they they plant the seed for the main event. Yeah, but like you said, a lot of missed opportunities are going to happen. Like getting that initial pop when they show up and all that sort. Of, it, it's it, you, just from. Up and down the the checklist. And you're, you're going to see something here, whether they win. And it's like, well, no matter what happens in the main event, we know they're going to continue together because they have the tag team champion. Like, it ruins whatever finish you go with on the main event. Bottom line, yeah. Bottom line is, every booking scenario, the three of us or anybody in the chat or anybody else out in Twitter land comes up with. And that could be MJF... Walks to the ring of Adam Cole, and as soon as the bell rings, MJF and that first attempt for a tag jumps down and walks out. It could be MJF doesn't even come to the ring. 
It could be MJF. Then why do it? MJF could attack Adam Cole, and then here comes Roderick Strong to say today. Any scenario anybody comes up with, stupid. You can't tell me that they couldn't just do it on the Dynamite prior, or the Collision prior, or something else on one of the other million. Like there, there's absolutely no reason it has to happen on the same night. I, I feel like you're building, like you have a pay-per-view literally a week after Wembley. Why not book it for that? Why Thank not? You. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. You have All Out a week after. You barely made any matches for All In, your biggest show. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I can't, I'm not behind it. I like the dodgeball because I don't like kids. <laughs> so I like the dodgeball segment, but this they, they, it ruined everything. I don't know where we're going with this, and I feel like this could have been a all out, or like you mentioned earlier, Arthur Ashe Stadium. There's so many more opportunities mm -hmm. to do this. I don't want to see them on the pre-show. I do not have any desire to see my main event on the pre-show. That's not how it works. <laughs> it's not like whatever, whatever. Yeah. That was a head scratcher. Still is a head scratcher. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe it doesn't play out. Maybe it doesn't play out. They will well, have a couple of here, weeks to here, see where here's this goes. The, but here's the thing: the moment you start to advertise it, you have to deliver. You, I mean, even even. I mean, I I don't care if it delivers, but but to the but to the but to the ROH crowd that is going to tune in, you have to now give them. You, you know, you know what I mean. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know. I don't know if it matters to anyone, but this this segment started to kill my boss. Mm. That's how bad it was. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then you know, and then and you have to figure Roddy and, and Taven and all those guys. That that's gonna come. In, I mean, you know, I, I, and again, I know it. I know it's all gonna come into play, but it doesn't have to happen on that night. <laughs> and it's it. weird because the Ring of Honor thing hasn't really been a thing. So it's like, why are we making such a big deal out of Ring of Honor here when I thought that was a Thursday night thing? You know what I mean? Thank like, you. the whole thing was a big head scratcher, not mm -hmm. needed. I don't need to see it on the, whatever. I'm not, I'm not okay with this. I'm, I, I do not F with this. Um, it was a choice. Mm -hmm. It was a choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a choice. All right. Uh, I, and, that's, a nice, that's the nicest thing you could say about it. It was a choice. <laughs> right. That was my tweet earlier. I, I I love that. Like way better than me because you know I'm no filter. So I'll I'll <laughs> let I'll i let Justin Labar word it for me because he's yeah. better at that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I'm Canadian, so I try to sugarcoat it as much as I can, even in negativity. <laughs> I'm too Puerto Rican, so I'm always just sound too real. <laughs> All right, we get the Blackpool Combat Club up against the Lucha Brothers. Um this one, and they had to they had to they had to fill it in on replay. 
they end up pulling Penta's mask off. Why? And he was getting ready to get to apologize or get ready to deliver his finisher. They pull his mask off. That then allowed Moxley to very easily just roll Penta up because Penta was not even fighting back for the pin. He was just right. trying to cover his face. face. So Mox gets the win, but you don't see it. All of a sudden, you just see Penta not fighting back. He's covering his face. They commentary trying to cover it. They show the replay of when it happens. After the fact, they're beating him down. Uh, Claudio puts on Penta's mask and is flicking the crowd off. And really good heat. And, and Jimmy, here's my problem. Again, you, you pulling a luchador's mask off is, is huge heat. It, it, I mean, the, the mask is a very sacred thing. So it's a big angle to do. And it got the reaction from the live crowd who saw it all happen. But we miss it on live TV, and it's like I almost and, I, and of course it was an accident by by the production. I don't even necessarily blame the production. I blame again whoever helped put the match together, talent otherwise. This there was too much other Gaga going on outside with to, to Wheeler Yuta and whatever, whatever. And so the they didn't know where to go. The, the day being the director, and so you this need. I mean this this has to be the huge spot that we have all cameras, you know, hitting on this. And it almost feels disrespectful to Penta the fact that he agrees uh, to do this spot and you can't even get it live. It's like you lost the you lost the the, the, the magnitude of it for the television audience. That's the thing. It's 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 a huge deal, like you said. And of course, Isa could 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 uh, verify this as well. It is a big big deal. And like you said, there is a communication problem. You know, whether it's between the talent, you know, and the and the producer slash agent for the match need to go to the truck and say, hey. This is a major spot in the match. When this happens, make sure you're focused on the ring or on this talent or whatever the case may be, because this is what's going to happen. So we have to shoot this. This has to be a major a part of the presentation. And the other thing, too, is I don't think, unless I wasn't listening properly, I don't think uh, the commentary team made enough of a big they deal of it. They they, it. And they should have put this over huge. Like, it was a tremendous dis, dis, discrediting a, a luchador by taking off their mask and and that is so disrespectful especially in that culture and whatever the case may be they kind of like yeah he took his mask off well you're right they were kind of anticlimactic but my my guess is you know when you're on commentary you know in you're AW, looking what you're looking at the, the monitors you're told to right. follow the monitors so they're following the monitors and they're kind of a, behind the eight ball like we are as a viewers because they didn't see it happen live yeah but then they saw the replay and at right. least then that's when they go off thank you sorry yeah yeah isa so good i i am from that background that needs to I need to see the the taking off of mass being felt like a big deal, right? I grew up on Lucha Libre. I cover Lucha Libre on my weekends. This is what I'm all about. And the removing of a mask is is disrespectful. It's like the ultimate uh the ultimate sin in Lucha Libre world. And even if you don't see it, I can't give a break to the commentary table because even if you don't see it at the moment because you're looking at the monitor when the replay shows it you need to sell it and it was not sold that way and i i i can't i can't I, the whole thing the, it was a great match but if that's what you were getting at i missed it commentary didn't sell it and it took me the rematch and my chat telling me for me to understand what had just gone on and i feel like it should have been a bigger deal than how it was played on TV. Absolutely. And one of the guys on commentary wears a mask. <laughs> you know? Ah. <laughs> you would did you think. No <laughs> did you notice tonight? 
I'm pretty sure. I'm. Uh, did you notice they didn't show the commentary team on, on camera once? They didn't. Time. They didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Well, and one thing I noticed too, yeah. when yeah, so they, the on the very beginning of the show, that was about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. They usually go to them a lot. There was there was no, uh, I don't know, just hmm. something different. The uh, removing yeah. of the match should be felt like the ultimate heel turn, whatever it is, and I don't think mm-hmm. like it was sold that way. And if yeah, you're I, serving yeah. to that niche fan base. Mm-hmm. Some of us do pay attention to that kind of thing, and it just it didn't go the way they were supposed to. Right. Yeah. Again, I, and I know it's it was an accident. I know nobody intended. You know, nobody, of course, wants to miss that shot. But it's like it just it just feels like what a waste, what a disrespect to 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 you know. But you know. Blackpool Combat Club, like they're doing a great job of playing this heel role. Oh, they're great. Whether, they... whether they sell it or not, like every week they're putting on intense, hard hitting matches and doing everything right that the heels should do whether commentary or the camera work sells it or not they are doing their job as heels they are I, and again you know claudia with putting the mask on the night i love I mean, that part that was, you know i feel like moxing i believe i believe claudio I I, I I i always look at claudio as a badass so i believe right. him as a badass who could kick who, who who is from the blackpool comic club who kick your ass i believe moxley because i believe moxley is just crazy and he believes everything he's saying uh you know whatever uh Wheeler still feels like the, the little brother who who he does. He's mom, like mom said hey you got to take you got to take the little brother to, uh, with you tonight uh, and yeah he's so, like he's like the adopted stepchild or something mm-hmm. like he doesn't fit in yeah right. um so that was that so yeah unfortunately it was a pretty good match but I I, I was that that's that's my biggest note is we we missed we missed the big the big spot mm-hmm. of the mask removal right all right um. <laughs> Here's another one that made me kind of chuckle for a second. Uh, Swerve Strickland and Mogul Embassy comes out, and uh, Prince Nana gets on the mic, and uh, the first thing he has to say is, all of you need to shut your mouths. As he said that, there wasn't a person in the arena making noise. It, uh, it was crickets, but he screamed twice, that you stupid fools need to shut your mouths. Nobody was talking to him. Nobody was even giving him a jeer. So, not but sure. That's what it. made the segment. <laughs> for me, anyway. I just, it made me pop. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I... I, I whatever for the wrong um, reasons but hey he's supposed to be like a like a like is it prince nana supposed to be like you know he's like royalty that like owns like a country and he's out there wearing like jeans you'd buy at the gap uh and 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 uh, i don't i i just don't get maybe i don't know maybe i'm not his audience uh they anyways they call out darby darby comes out basically says you know how he tried to help ar fox uh you know he tried you know when he lived with them he dealt with air fox and air fox's demons and uh, didn't even have to make a call air fox got to aw himself so why do you have a problem that I put in a, a word for AW for Nick Wayne? Uh, but you know what? I got some friends too. Lights shut out, lights come back on. Sting is there with his baseball bat and uh, uh, starts to clear house. And then, via pointing to the sign, he challenges them to a match at All In, which then we'd find out a few minutes later via Excalibur running down the card that it was made a coffin match. So it's going to be a coffin match at All In between AR Fox and Swerve Strickland versus Darby and Sting. Issa, you here for. I call the match. Yep, you muted. Are you muted? Yeah, am I, I, I was muted. Sorry. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Do you think it makes sense? Right? Okay. Sting is Darby's friend. That, that makes sense, I guess. But, okay. Yeah. Is he? I, I thought he was his dad. Regardless, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, it felt like no build to this. It feels like there's no heat. Hmm. Right, right. You put a stip on it, but this is the stipulation you put on it: a coffin match, a tag team coffin match. 
And is that kid okay? Wasn't he attacking that kid that he? He looked like a, it, it looked like a Dateline murder scene last week. Right. So it's like I I I just don't understand. The whole thing just feels weird. Like it doesn't. Mm. It feels all over the place. It feels forced because they're running out of time. Uh, beer, beer money. I did see this. This here's what I thought happened. This. So yeah. So the one the one security guard who's always in the one who's always positioned the one part of ringside. Ar Fox. So when Sting comes out and everything goes bedlam, Ar Fox hurls it over top of the guardrail and then Darby's also trying to chase after him. Again, communication. It looked like the fact that AR Fox was going to run into the crowd was not communicated to your security because then security guard had to bolt up and try to get and catch up to him. And as he did, right. he drop kicked Darby in the face as Darby was <laughs> was straddling over the rail trying to get like it, it just again it looked like again, you know Again, in pro wrestling, if you're going to go in the crowd, that stuff is usually always it is made because not only do you let your company security, you know, you're not only do you let your AEW security know, they then have a liaison that deals with the arena security, and yes. they say, hey, at this point, make sure this area, this section, that you're there to stand and and partition it off because uh -huh. don't don't have some kid coming through with his nachos who's going to get ran over, like whatever. Because so I I feel like AR Fox ran into the crowd, probably didn't tell anybody. And then that security guard goes, oh, shit, I need to follow the talent. And it just looked like a big old cluster. Do you think that it felt like a surprise? Because on top of the fact that Darby was involved in this segment, we have known that Sting has not been in a UK show in so long that I figured that Sting would be featured in a major match at all. In it only makes sense, right? I feel like when are we going to get a swerve when the lights go off? Because the lights go off, you automatically know it's Sting. Mm -hmm. So do you think that maybe after All In, because I did expect Sting to be fully involved in this show, eventually we'll get some kind of swerve when the lights go off? Because it's always Sting. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it, it's lost its well, appeal so, at this point. Tony it's Khan, always Sting. <laughs> Tony loves his original ECW, and that was ECW's thing. They, ECW didn't have big budget for for pyro and smoke and smoke and mirrors. So their the thing was they would just shut the lights off, shut them back on, or bring them back on, and somebody be, would be in the ring, right. whether, whether it was Jerry Lawler or whoever. So that that, that could be but his you thing. You don't think he loses his, his, his ooze after a while when it's the same person that shows up? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I need the lights to go off and come back in and somebody to have Sting in, like, a show hold or something. Like, Sting was supposed to show up, but this person, mm. like, got to him before. I don't know, just something, because at this mm. point, I just, like, the lights go on, and I feel like you could hear the crowd Sting. It's Sting, because yeah. that's what we all expect from it. Like, give us mm. a little swerve, just a little something to just to just elevate the storyline. Right. right. If people who are listening or watching us, if, if you've never really been to a um, AEW or WWE show... Mm -hmm. uh, you know when the light when it goes black on TV, TV they make it black. But when you're there right. alive, you can see what's happening. Like the lights are out, but you can still see what's happening. It's not. It's just, it, you know. So it's it, it, you're, to Issa's point, as they're screaming, it, they kind of take some of the the mystique off of it quickly. Right. It's easy for me to do, to do this afterwards, like you say, Monday morning quarterback and stuff like that. Right. What if, what if the lights go out? The crowd goes crazy, thinking when they come back up, they're going to see Sting. Let the lights stay out for a few, uh, like for 30 seconds. When the lights come back up, let all the heels be laid out with a black bat sitting in the ring. That's it. That would be amazing. You, also, you, and then, you know, you could obviously put two and two together, but at the same time, you didn't see him. Right. Yeah. Completely out of topic, but I have no idea where Jimmy Uso came from. 
at SummerSlam. I don't know if he was an under the ring. I don't know if he ran in the way that it was done and it was executed so fast that I was there. I'm paying attention and I can't even tell you Jimmy Uso was under the ring the whole time of he ran in. My, my, very, my, very well done. My guess is it was well, it was well done for TV. So if you're saying live, there's also my guess is because he was uh, draped in street clothes and hoodie. And I think he ran in. I don't think he was under yeah. the ring. I right. think he came from the, think, the whole thing was done so fast and the camera yeah. angle work on it was so well. I'm Thank watching you. it from the press box where I have a freaking bird's eyes view of everything because mm-hmm. we were basically on the ceiling, by the way. The press box <laughs> at four fields on the seventh floor. Oh, I know. We were high up. We can see everything. And I couldn't tell you where Jimmy Uso came from, like the way that that was executed, it was too perfection. You know why? Because there was communication with the TV people in the truck telling them what is going to happen when and where. And the best part, I was able... And WWE's great with sleight of hand. That's what I was going to bring up. They're great with... Hey, look at the the, the the sexy divas up here on the Titantron no, while they get while they get somebody in the ring. Not even that. So. I had I was able. Shout out to my team at Lucha Libre Online. They sent me to SummerSlam with a cameraman, right? So I have my camera guy running wild on the floor, and he sends me a message a few minutes before the main event, and they're like, "Oh, they just um they just like sneak somebody in, all dressing black with a hoodie," and you could tell by the build that it was solo. And I even told him I responded. I was like, "That's solo, bro," but. Mm-hmm. I feel like they almost made that so obvious for people that were like trying to like catch things to like kind of like sneak the Jimmy thing. Because if I, I'll send it to you later. I put it on a group chat. Like you can see that that's solo. So I'm like, when I see a black hoodie person, I'm like, yeah, that's solo. So even I feel like they did that on purpose for the people that were trying to grab the scoops. Um, so it was, it was very well done. But that's the whole thing. It's like the way that it was done and it was done so fast and whatever they put him to like run in. It was very, very well done. Uh, yeah, look at that. Like nobody knows where Jimmy came from. It was so, it was so well done. And I don't yeah. feel like here the lights go off for a little bit. They come back in. It's always sting. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christopher saying I was uh, ringside for SummerSlam. Didn't see where Jimmy came from. Uh, also, Christopher said uh, the last time the lights went out and it wasn't sting. It was Sotnam Singh. <laughs> I right, remember well, that. Then, then make it. Let it be sting. Then. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> All right, uh, just a few minutes left. Uh, it's time for us to talk about the main event. Pretty uh, similar to how it went on TV. A few minutes left, time for us to main event. Uh, all right, Hikaru Shida is going up against Anna Jay. Now, Hikaru Shida, she won her title back, right? It doesn't make sense. Uh, it, the, there's four, there are three matches. The winner of each of these matches are going to go to this fatal four-way at All-In. Tony Storm gets a bye. Jimmy, you're the referee. Why does Tony Storm get a bye when she just lost, but the champion of Karushita has to fight her way to get into the into the match of the Fender title? Uh, because up is down, left is right, and uh, I have no. Did I miss? Did I miss an explanation, or did I miss something? To earn, the champion is not supposed to earn their way into a championship match. They are the champion. It's the challengers who try to earn their way into a match with the champion. So, so this absolutely makes no sense. Yes, I get Tony Storm was the former champion, but at the same time, she needs to earn that opportunity to get her championship back for, to by qualifying for this match. I, I, I mean, I, I, admittedly, I had kids coming in and out of the room and and, and, and talking and getting into bed. So I'm like, did I miss? Did I miss? Did, 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 did Tony Khan radio to Excalibur and say why Tony Storm is getting a buy? 
and it just gets to go to the finals and be part of the match? I'm going to assume it's because she was the champion and she automatically gets a rematch. Okay. Oh, but okay. nobody that hasn't that has never been explained, then, but that's then, what I'm assuming as then, a fan. Then then make the bracket look like this. She gets to have a rematch, she's automatically in. The champion right. obviously is already in, and just have the two other matches decide who the two other women are gonna be. I mean you I, would think. You would think. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that, it was frustrating. The whole thing was frustrating. Uh I mean Akarashita wins with okay, here's the other thing. So she wins with the knee. I forget the name of it, I apologize, but she wins with this this knee. And then she pins Anna J. Anna J has Cool Hand, Angela Parker, and he ha- and, and, and and Daddy Mac, or Daddy Magic. Let me say Daddy Mac, Daddy Magic. Uh, he, he she has the, her two former JAS uh, compadres. Knee gets hit. Sheeta pins Anna J. Anna J's arms are extended out above her head towards the rope. Cool Hand comes to her hand. Looks like he's going to do the spot of moving her hand to the rope. But he doesn't get it. He fumbles with her hand. The ref in clear sight counts to three. I'm pretty sure Sheeta was supposed to win anyway. They're pretty sure they weren't going to have her title be just for one week reign. The music was ready. The graphic was ready to show her. So I think she was supposed to win. But what the hell was he, was he doing? Commentary was selling it as, oh, he was trying to revive her, but he didn't unsuccessfully. Jimmy, what was this? What happened? Revive it was a complete F up. Is yeah. what, it was. what was he trying to do? I what? think he thought this was a spot for him to go in or they – we're running over, and this was going to be the spot that was going to be left out. There, there's so many different scenarios. Like okay, that would make sense. If, if, if the spot was she's going to hit the knee, Ana Jay's going to be down, but you come in and put her hand on the ropes. But did they just did they call an audible and he didn't hear it, which is, hey, this has got to be the finish right now because we we have like less than a minute to go. Well, that's that's what I'm thinking unless he just, you know, just figured I'm here. I got to do something and make it look good. And this just made, made it look even worse. It just made the finish uh, – Awkward finish would be an understatement. Let's put it that way. But the fact that you have to, like, Jimmy just said that's what I'm thinking. The fact that you have to try to figure out what's going on goes mm-hmm. to show you that this whole thing was just wrong. Maybe it's a botch. I don't know what it was, but we shouldn't, as fans, try to be trying to figure out what happened or as analysts, whatever. You shouldn't be trying to figure out what happened or try to justify what happened. It should be well executed on TV, and if not, well explained by the commentary team, but it wasn't, and it leaves us just sitting here wondering how was this thing supposed to go, and that is, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, like I said, there were some head scratches on that. I, I don't... Yeah, I, yeah I, the whole show. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the entertainment, the dodgeball stuff was entertaining at the trampoline park, you know, seeing RVD oh. looking like RVD, I mean, he, he doesn't age, he's like fine wine. That was good. Everything um, about the show was weird. Yeah. It was weird. The opening segment of a talking segment for like 15 minutes. This this weird, shocking, like weird ending. This whole, the main event is going to be on the pre-show. It was a weird, it was an odd one. And I didn't watch last week. I didn't hear good things about last week's show. You guys got to see it. I was traveling, so I don't know how it went. But I also didn't, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if they show a video package, but I didn't feel there was a lot of explanation to Sheeta being champ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, here's your main event. If you didn't watch last week, she's your new champion. And I was like, you know, thank what? God for social media telling me what happened. Otherwise, if you're just a casual tuning in, you're like, when did she become champion? It was the main Here. event. It was the main event last week. That's two weeks in a row. They made great. The it was watched event. by what? That was, it wasn't that like their lowest. <laughs> I, I'll shut up. I don't know what the number for. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and he, they didn't do so good in that segment. I'll say yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 
I, I'm I guess I'm I'm very interested for next week's dynamite, but is that the go home? Not yet, right? No, we, yeah, no. We have two more shows before. Mm, oh no, two, we have a few shows. Two, yeah, before. come on. I'm very I, I, I'm I'm intrigued by next week's dynamite, but maybe for the wrong reasons. I'm intrigued because I'm like, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah, I'm like I'm intrigued, but kind of car crash intrigued. Like I'm kind of like bottlenecking, turning my head. How do they follow this up without yeah. making it? How worse? do you follow it up? That yeah. like really? How do you follow it up? Exactly. Yeah. Um. But that was dynamite tonight. Uh, <laughs> Like I said, it was no shortage of conversations to be had. Absolutely. <laughs> about it. All right. So if you pull up the card, you have, I, I mean, everything is a, it's, it's a rematch <laughs> for all in. Your wow. biggest show ever. FTR and the Young Bucks is a rematch. MJF and Adam Cole is a rematch. I get it. They never had a, a finish, right? It was a draw, a time limit or something between the two of them. But it's still a rematch, right? The the women's fatal four way right now you have Sheeta and Tony Storm so that's a rematch. Darby mm-hmm. Allen's thing and Ar Fox and Swerve is the only thing in the match that we haven't seen before. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking at this women's bracket again. So we have uh, Soraya versus Sky Blue. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm Soraya will win that. Soraya will win that, and you have the Bunny versus Britt. So Britt will, Britt will and Britt win will win that. So mm-hmm. basically, uh, a four a four way of rematches. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 again, I just I can't get Tony Storm receives a buy. It's here on the damn bracket. Why does she receive a buy? <laughs> I don't know, but I do think that as of right now, the matches that we do have booked, just to give him some credit, are, are are people that are going to care to put on a good match on the card. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole and MJF, it bothers me them having them in the in the in the pre-show, yes. and maybe that is to continue the storyline to where they have to work together no matter what happens on the main event. But like you guys said, this could have been done on a dynamite, on a rampage, or a collision before going into All In. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the pre-show of All In. But I feel like maybe them winning some kind of tag team championships or having to work as a tag team is what keeps them together moving past All In. Um, I don't know. But because I, I, I don't know how that match is going to go. If, I, if I'm if i booking it, I would want to keep MJF and Adam Cole working together longer because it's delivering, it's selling merch, it, it's giving them viewership. So you want to keep them together. But I don't know that putting them on the pre-show is the way to, like, make that story work. You can have you can have Cal O'Reilly, you can have Roderick Strong, may, like, interfere in this main event that keeps them working together. I don't know. But we'll see how it goes. But this whole thing is just questionable yes like the way that everything is being booked right now is just questionable and i, I don't know i'll shut up now <laughs> i don't care if she exercises a rematch clause it's still then put she all right automatically in it it just I did, yeah. uh. right and, and here's right. another thing why would she exercise her rematch clause and ask to have it to where she's got to have three other why, wouldn't you wouldn't you want a one-on-one match mm-hmm. i'm telling you any which way you guys want to defend this I'm gonna shut you down. Correct. Same same thing with the whole uh, zero hour. I will hour. say I will say there's no defending this, but I will say that the last few um, AW pay per views have been great, right? Regardless of the build up, I I think we've had some good matches. I think we have some good shows. So I go into this AW pay per views with with high expectations, regardless of the build. Well, jo- but you are still paying. You well, are still jo- paying fifty dollars. This is a peacock run, just paying right. five bucks. So it doesn't matter what WWE gives me, I don't care. 
Right. These and are pay per views that we have to pay for. George is yeah. saying AEW sold seventy eight thousand tickets. They can do whatever. Well, no, I'll tell they you what, no, you no. can't. They, they, if, they, if they sold seventy eight thousand tickets and they put on a stinker, they ain't gonna sell seventy eight thousand ever again. Thank you, Exactamundo, as one right. guy with a leather jacket used to say. Correct. I I like to give credit to people like I, I I'll give you a personal example. WWE in Puerto Rico, they could have booked anything. That show would have sold out. They hadn't been in Puerto Rico in almost 20 years for a PLE. They could have booked the biggest crap and people would have bought those tickets, but they didn't. They booked a good show and now there's rumors for them coming back for a Raw, coming back for another backlash. People are going to go. Why? Because they give us an excellent product. I guarantee you they're giving us a crap show. People are not going to be that excited to go back next time. Exactly. Yeah. The, the bigger crowd shouldn't entice you to say, yeah, whatever, we sold our tickets. No, it should entice you to be the best you can absolutely be and even better. Correct. I'm excited to see what the show's going to look like aesthetically. Oh. We've never seen an AEW show that packed in that big of an arena. Like, I think it's going to be a spectacle to watch. I'm excited <laughs> for it. And I never watch any, like, People don't understand. I get it that we have to criticize. And like Gibby say, we're not trying to like turn down the product. We're trying to elevate it. Criticism, right? But mm -hmm. I I want, the more that this company succeed, the more that we eat, right? I have a YouTube channel that's fully based on yeah. wrestling content. Like I need all of these companies to do great. Well, no, that's that's that, that's that's <laughs> the thing. If somebody, well, first off, on 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 one day of the week, I'm a WWE kiss ass. Or, or oh, I'm a, I'm a kiss ass always. Like day, I get that all the time. One day I'm a WWE kiss ass. Then the next day, uh, I, I, I'm too critical on WWE. And then on the other day, I'm an AEW kiss ass. And then the other day, I'm, yeah. I, I want AEW. Imagine, it, imagine what Jimmy gets. It's well, like makeup. Well, your makeup. Apparently, I'm on I'm on the WWE payroll to to tear down yeah, AEW. I mean, yeah, I got they, they I got so many tweets this weekend because I go to WWE events and not AEW events. So here's, listen, it's a part of it's a part of the gig. <laughs> here's the thing, though: if anybody thinks like, "Oh, you don't want to see AEW succeed," well, let me respond to you with this: if if I have to give if I have to give up my Wednesday evening and not do whatever I want to do or be with my family, if I have to sit okay. and focus and take like. No, like it's not like it's a you know like here's I have to take notes like because I gotta I don't I'm not gonna remember all this by memory. Yeah, we all have notes. I don't have any notes. You wanna know why? Because I was live for the last two and a half hours on my own YouTube well, channel. So. so my my response is, if <laughs> if I'm going to give up my Wednesday nights to just have a night and, off. And yes, we do get compensated for this, so it's not like we're doing it for free. But it's still, if I'm going to give up my Wednesday night in the summer, no less, and I'm going to watch something and then talk about it. Which one do you think I'd rather have? Do you think I'd rather have the show? Do you think I'd rather have a show that sucks that makes me just sit here and complain and scratch head and, and counter book, or do you think I'd like to have a show that I'm raving about and I'm excited Wait, about? Right. It's it, 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 it's it's the same thing applies to Monday night. It it it, it, it it's correct. Just, why would I why would I watch a show that I don't want to see do good? I want to see it do good. I have friends that are there. I want to see it do good. Thank you. Like, but, 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 I, but then if you tell me I got to come on a live mic and talk about it, these are things that I can't ignore. I can't ignore the the, the pre-show. The main event be on the pre-show. I can't ignore. <laughs> you know, um, I'm I'm excited for AW fans from the UK that are going to get to enjoy this because they have mm -hmm. never had it. they have never had it right. Yeah. So I'm excited for them, but I I I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be bad. The buildup just feels weird. Like we're in August. The show is on August 27th and everything right. has just felt very like, well, we sold it out. I don't want to say that, but it does feel like it's sold out. Who cares what we do? 
and, yeah. and I feel like putting again, putting the main event on your pre-show is is just a weird flex for me. Yeah. Like I I'm not here. It's because he doesn't look at it as a pre-show. He looks at it as it's a pre-show. So, to him, to him, he looks at it, it's going to be a great addition to the Ring of Honor library. That, that right, he, I don't exactly. want to compare it, but WWE even stopped doing matches on their pre-show. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. goes to tell you, like what, what kind of like, I don't know. I don't watch the pre-shows because, unfortunately, and this is a choice. I watch a lot of the AW pay-per-views on my on my channel, and they are long. So I don't want to sit there for an extra hour for a right. pre-show. So I will be the first one to tell you, I don't watch the pre-show. Maybe that's the strategy. Maybe they're putting them there so people have to tune in for the pre-show. But I don't want right. to see them on the pre-show. I want to have the impression that they're my main event. And if I see them on the pre-show, I'm going to be disappointed. The whole thing is weird. We'll see where yeah. it goes. We have a, we have another three weeks to build this show up before they head over to the UK. And I, I think it's going to be a spectacle. I think it's going to be fun to watch. And AW does a good job at delivering great pay-per-views. Even in the build-up, it's really weird. It happens for, for Ben Dor pretty much every year. But as of right now, I'm scratching my head with All In. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even built All Out, which is a week later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even get me started with Elena. Oh. Like he shows up at the freaking Mets. Like that talk about a step back for a superstar. Oh <laughs> yeah, for the team that's in last place in the ALEs. Anyway. Shut up, Lavar. Nobody asked you anything. Wait, who's first? Shut up, Lavar. Who's Shut first? Up, Shut up, Lavar. Who's Bye. the best who's the best team? Aren't you for Pittsburgh? League? You should be you should be rooting Bye. for the freaking I'm not Pirates. from I'm not from Shut Pittsburgh. Up, I up, live here up. now. I'm I don't yeah. forget about my roots. I'm not from here. Talk to Jimmy. Okay. I'm not from here. Talk to Jimmy. I'm not from here. Um, it doesn't matter though. Like let me let me let me make sure that I say this right. In my crap talking about LA Knight showing up a crappy feel. I didn't say he should have shown up for the Yankees. I said he should have shown up for a real baseball team. The Mets are not it. You had this huge moment on Monday Night Raw, and then you show up to throw the first pitch for the Mets. That's a step back. Well, I won't fight you there. When you have that kind of payroll and you're, and you're that bad, it's yeah. pretty pretty funny. It, it is Fair bad. Point. Fair <laughs> point. Pretty funny. All right, uh, Issa, finish it out. Give the cheap plugs. Hey, um, yeah, this was a weird episode for, of Dynamite for me, but I'm invested because I want to see where we go with All In and All Out. I thought that would be like multi-building these pay-per-views. You guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You guys can find me on Lucha Libre online. You can go there to watch all of my interviews from SummerSlam weekend. I talked to Gunther. I talked to Baron Corbin. I talked to Bianca. I talked to Montez Ford. I could go on and on. I did a lot of interviews last weekend in Detroit. So go over to Lucia Libre Online and check it out. And also my own YouTube channel, um, NYC Demon Diva. I am loyal to my own sports team, NYC, meaning the Yankees. All the other teams are nothing. Anyways. Hmm. Orioles beat the Yankees in the season. Shut season. up, Labar. Oh. Can you just move uh, on to Jimmy? Jimmy, go ahead. Jimmy All right. Please. All right. Uh, yeah, like, like you guys said, it was a, it was an complicated episode of uh dynamite tonight that didn't really you know set the world on fire let's put it that way it was it, it was a head scratcher let's to be nice about it and as far as where you can catch me you can catch me here on wednesday nights and monday nights you can catch me on the reffing it up podcast with my good brother and stripes brian heppner and rj who holds our blue together this week we have none other than uh renee dupree on so we talked to him this week nice. and you know, of course, from Monday to Friday on all my social media platforms, you can catch me uh, with my Refn rant 
Uh, it's only a minute long because people's attention spans are <laughs> limited these days. So I keep My them short. And me. And and the critiques, like I like Issa said, they're not meant to tear it down. They're meant to tighten screws that I believe need to be tightened. Tighten, tighten. Uh, Killer demons, uh, Garrett. I, I, no, the Steelers play the Niners week one. The Niners are going to beat the Steelers. I'm not oh, a Pittsburgh. Titans. Since, since you mentioned Titans, I'm not a Pittsburgh fan. Grew up in the Maryland DC area. I'm a Baltimore Orioles baseball fan because that's the baseball team I had growing up. And then I'm a Washington everything else. Washington football, Washington Capitals. I know people. What have you? People uh, just, uh, just, uh, just uh, not to. But in here, Justin, before you get to your stuff, people ask me all the time, how did you become a Tennessee Titans fan? And and this goes way back because a lot of people from Toronto are Buffalo Bills fans because we used to get the Bills are just down the yeah. road, you know, and get their, their their games on weekly on television. But then, you know, when I started getting into the NFL, it was the Houston Oilers that I was a big fan of. Dan Pastorini, yeah. uh, Earl Campbell, Billy White Shoes Johnson. That, you know, that was the team that really I gravitated to. Robert Brazil and the, the whole thing. And then when they moved to Tennessee, I just followed them along. There you go. Uh, and Steven, uh, thank you. But I think I think Jimmy and crew got their hands full. Jimmy already has enough podcasting with me in a, in a week uh, mm-hmm. between Monday and, oh. and Wednesday. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm Matt Justin Labar. Follow me on the socials here. Uh, usually here every Monday and Wednesday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Usually you can find me Friday mornings on Busted Open Spar with Labar. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, appreciate all of you that are joining us here live. Appreciate all the rest of you who are checking us out watching or listening live but when we do things like our best wrestlemania sign point that's when you need to be watching the video that's that's where the uh you know that's where that's where we need to be tv stars not radio stars check it all out hit subscribe comment leave a nice comment leave a nice rating tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend plenty of good stuff going on in the wrestling podcast all week long that's gonna do it for tonight be safe tip your waitresses smoke them if you got them bye For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Grainger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Grainger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.